Fantasy football has become a major reality for millions of fans. Makes him off to the 30. He's gone. He's gone. What a move. It takes skill to win your fantasy championship, separating the zeros. And he goes to the near side, and it's picked off. Intercepted. From the fantasy heroes. Down the middle, it's caught over the shoulder in the end zone. Buckle up your chin strap for the fantasy, fantasy fix. And for that, we're pleased to be joined by our pal Brittingham T from rotoradar.net. Brittingham, thanks for taking the time. No buys to factor in yet. That starts next week. So let's start this conversation with the big picture. Who's your top quarterback? Well, thanks for uh, having me, Brian and Cordell. And uh, this week, when we look at uh, week four, my top quarterback is going to be the Seattle Seahawks, Russell Wilson. This is a guy that uh, last week he had his career game at Tennessee where he threw for 373 yards and four touchdowns while also rushing for 26 yards. And this week he gets a Colts team at Seattle where they're 13-point favorites. The Colts are ranked 30th in defensive efficiency, allowing 14.2 yards per pass. They only have six sacks on the season, and they also are a team that will play a lot of man coverage which is going to play right into Russell Wilson's rushing ability and ability to extend plays. And it just looks like such a smash spot for this Seattle team going home. After a big game on Monday night football is is Bryce Butler, a guy you would consider using in a flex situation this week. Man, uh, Bryce Butler, it's funny. This guy played on, uh, he only played three pass routes on Monday night. He caught two passes for 90 yards and a touchdown. And, uh, the big thing to caution here is this is a guy that you just can't play. We call this chasing points in the fantasy world. If you try to play Bryce Butler this week, it's a uh, big no-no to basically target these guys who have outlier performances. Unless they can do it consistently, unless Bryce Butler is going to get more snaps, which is something we need to monitor going forward here. If he plays more than three pass routes this week, then maybe he's a guy you can look at. But for now, a guy like the Bryce Butler is just too much of an outlier. It's just stretching too far, and uh, you're not going to get a positive fantasy outcome if you keep rostering guys like Bryce Butler. Brett, let's stay with the Cowboys. Cordell and I have had a lot of conversation about the notion that Des Bryant perhaps is no longer a premier receiver, in part because oh. the Cowboys focus on running the football with Ezekiel Elliott. I heard the note there. What's the fantasy yeah. take on Des Bryant? Look, uh, Des Bryant, I love him, uh, especially this week. This is a guy that had, uh, they opened the season with just some brutal, brutal matchups. I mean, you're going up against Patrick Peterson, Janoris Jenkins, just guys that it's just not any wide receiver going to struggle with those matchups. And I've, I've actually seen a lot of uh, industry chatter about Des isn't the same guy, but I, I just don't buy into it. This is a week where I think you can buy low on him in season long. If you can trade for him, go for it. He gets a much more favorable outlook this week and going forward. And, yes, the Cowboys are going to play a controlled game. They're going to use Ezekiel Elliott, and they're going to run the ball as much as they can. But when they get in the red zone, they target Des Bryant a lot, and he converts a lot. What are the factors you like to weigh each week when selecting defense and special teams? Well, defense and special teams, uh, especially season-long, you can most oftentimes just pick up somebody on the waiver wire. And in DFS, you're looking for guys or teams that uh, are playing in favorable game scripts. Most likely they're going to be teams that are at home, teams that are favored and ideally heavily favored, and then going up against the opposing quarterback or offense that's just basically inept. They're not projected to score a lot of points. 
for example, this week, I'm, we already talked about Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. They're 13-point favorites at home. The Colts are traveling cross-country, and they're projected to score only 15 points. It just seems like, I mentioned Russell Wilson's spot, just seems like a, such a smash spot. The Seattle defense should be able to pin their ears back and create a lot of havoc and possible turnovers against a Colts team that shouldn't score very many points. It's the Fantasy Fix with Britting MT from RotoRadar.net. Britt, we've seen one challenging week, one great week from Stephon Diggs teaming up with Case Keenum at quarterback. What's the projection this week against the Lions? Well, this week I think you got to temper your expectations for Stephon Diggs. Uh, first, let's talk about the good. This is the guy that uh, the chatter now across the industry is. He's the best receiver from his class. He's just been a significantly more productive receiver this season than Amari Cooper. He's getting a lot of comparisons to just their skill levels and the routes they run. And Bottom line, he's a superior talent. This week, however, I mentioned Tepper expectations because it's a tough, tough matchup. He's going to be going up against the Lions cornerback Darius Slay for a majority of his routes. And Slay on the season is only allowed a 38.9 passer rating on throws in his coverage. That's second best in the league. So if you're expecting a week three type performance or a week one type performance from Stephon Diggs, I wouldn't anticipate it this week. Rick, considering the injuries that limited both Duke Johnson and Isaiah Crowell in practice, which Cleveland Brown running back would you use this week or neither of them? Well, uh, for this week, I really don't want any part of the Browns running back situation. This is uh, They're going up against a Bengals team that they get back linebacker Vontaze Burfitt to a unit that's already been really good against the run this season. They're only allowing 3.54 yards per carry. They've only allowed one rushing touchdown on the entire season. But uh, if you had to choose, if you're in a position where you're picking between Duke Johnson and Isaiah Crowell, this definitely appears to me to be a Duke Johnson-type game. He's at least proven that he can pile up yardage. They're using him as a slot receiver and also giving him some rushing attempts. And he's actually coming off a week where he went over 100 yards and had a TD. In Isaiah Crowell this season, he just hasn't had any of those. He hasn't topped 66 yards in any game. And he hasn't scored a touchdown yet, so I'm going to keep going with the guy that should be game script proof and Duke Johnson because I don't think Cleveland's going to have the lead here. I think they're going to be chasing the game. I'm going to take the guy that should be catching more passes. Talking fantasy football with Britting MT from RotoRadar.net. Britt, if you think about the lack of production from Jay Ajayi last week in the loss to the Jets, 11 carries, 16 yards. Now he and the Dolphins are in London and Ajayi dealing with more injuries. What are you going to do with him moving forward? Might you stash him on the bench? Or are we looking at a handcuff situation with Drake? Well, as you know, Ajayi was projected in, in such a great spot in week three going into New York to take on the Jets, and he just, uh, that entire Miami Dolphins team was, it was bad, just bad all around, and he wasn't able to do his thing. He didn't look right as far as health-wise goes, and uh, we got to look past it. We've got a new week here. Again, his knee is going to be an issue all season long. When he came into the league, his knee was an issue for a lot of teams. This is something the Dolphins are well aware of, so they're going to take it easy on him as far as practicing goes. But I think we can go right back to him because he gets a matchup against the Saints team here where, again, he's going to get the majority of work. He's a true three-down back when he's in. I don't think you need to worry about his backups right now. I think Ajayi and his knee are going to 
I think it's just going to be a thing where he's not going to practice all year, but I think he's going to go out there and play on Sundays and be used heavily. Brett, um, when it comes down to the Saints, have you learned anything about the usage of the Saints running backs yet? And who is the top guy regularly there? Well, honestly, uh, we don't know much about the Saints running back situation. It seems like they'd be better off at this point letting one of them go and just sticking to the uh, duo pair here. What we do know just from statistics is that Mark Ingram is the lead back. He had 16 touches in week three, playing 50% of the snaps. Alvin Kamara only played 28% of the snaps and got five touches. Adrian Peterson only played 24% of the snaps, getting 11 touches. So if you're targeting or you have a Saints back, the situation is basically score dependent on whether the Saints are trailing or ahead in the game. If they're trailing, most likely they're trying to catch. They're using Alvin Kamara as that kind of combo back who can run pass routes. If they're in control of the game, Mark Ingram's the guy that they're kind of letting run between the tackles. And as far as Adrian Peterson goes, unless something changes with Mark Ingram and his role, Adrian Peterson is basically unusable at this point. Brent, as always, we appreciate the information. Good luck this weekend. As we say goodbye, let our listeners know what kind of information they can find when they go to rotoradar.net. Yeah, as always, thanks for having us on uh, on Friday here. That's uh, It's week four. If you haven't had a chance, please check us out, rotoradar.net. We have a live show here on TuneIn. Just search our station. It's the same name, rotoradar, R-O-T-O-R-A-D-A-R. We do a DraftKings-specific show on Thursdays, a FanDuel-specific show on Fridays, and on Saturday we go game by game, breaking down all your DFS questions, plays, and just all-encompassing for your Week 4 NFL. All right, Britt, I will make Cordell Stewart available for all those shows because he has fully yeah. embraced fantasy football. Hey, hey. Thank you, Britt, again. Thank you. Poof, he's gone. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.